Hello, hello, Kristen here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the podcast name change. If you hear any old terminology, that's why. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Notable Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Downs, and I'm happy to bring you this episode focused on meditation. I posted maybe in two or three places looking for guests for the show, and one of the very first places I posted, I got an immediate response from Boom Sheikah. I checked out her Facebook profile and saw that she was the exact sort of woman I wanted to talk to. The stars aligned that she saw something in my little newbie podcast, and I am so grateful. Why? Because at the heart of everything Boom does is meditation, and that's something I knew I wanted to get into on this podcast. Boom lets us approach a topic in two ways. First, she herself is a notable woman who both uses meditation herself and mentors others to start themselves. And second, I really feel if we're going to be making the biggest impact on the world as possible, we have to start with ourselves. Most of the women I know make sacrifice after sacrifice with no sleep, no time for themselves, and end up in the hospital or injuring themselves because they're on the brink. I'm not exaggerating here, folks. Finding a practice that works for you, like meditation, is going to help you make that big impact, and I'm here to help you with that, and Boom is here to help us both. Let's dive right into the conversation. Welcome to the Notable Woman Podcast. I am happy to introduce today's guest, Boom Shika. Please join me in welcoming Boom. Hi, Boom. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm really grateful that I get to share my stories with your listeners. So thank you again. Can you tell us who you are and why you are a notable woman? I think that's a great question. Obviously, I am uh, going to be speaking a lot about meditation today, but my story actually starts in business about six or seven months ago when I decided that I was going to quit my job and start teaching meditation to people full time. I've been doing meditation on my own for about five, six years now, and I realized the major, major importance of having a meditation practice. And I wanted to share this practice with as many people as possible. But, you know, working a full-time job, I'm sure you are aware of it as well, is such a hard thing to balance full-time with business and all other things that you want to do. I'm lucky I'm actually single and I don't have children, so that way I'm much luckier than most other people out there who have obviously more responsibilities. But I decided I'm going to quit my job, I'm going to do this full-time. If I don't take this risk right now, I would regret it for the rest of my life. So I decided to create the Millionaire Hippie brand, which is my brand, um, the brand that I use in order to bring meditation to people, bring entrepreneurship, you know, business business, online business, etc. And so that's my story. And I've been doing this, like I said, for the last six months, I've been doing it longer, but full time for the last six months, trying to bring meditation to as many people as possible, helping them live a level 10 life. That's amazing. And your website's fabulous. I highly recommend people go to the millionairehippie.com. There's so many great resources. It's a lot of fun. And also Boom has her own podcast. That's super interesting. I listened to several episodes today. So definitely check it out. You said five or six years ago, I think you started meditating how did you first get started it's actually interesting I was one of those people who I, I would, the kind of people that would say that no meditation doesn't work I was the kind of person who would completely say no I can't do meditation I'm not the kind of person I'm a type A personality I can't sit still for that long are you crazy so I was that kind of person before so I totally get where people are coming from when they say those words to me because I 
I think to myself, oh my God, I used to be that person and I'm so grateful that I get to teach you this because you're going to change your life completely. But I started off with yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. I have, te I have done yoga instructor training. I've taught yoga for a few years and I started off yoga maybe eight years ago and yoga itself is a very much a meditation practice. It's just a movement meditation. So you're moving through the practice, but you're very mindful of every single action that you take, right? So obviously I was already doing a kind of meditation practice. I wasn't sitting down and doing it in a traditional manner, but I thought yoga was very much a meditative practice for me. It helped me calm myself down. It helped me with stress relief. It helped with the mind-body connection. And then from that, we used to do, you know, five-minute, two-minute meditation sessions in the yoga class itself if the teacher was inclined for it. And I, I started noticing that those two minutes or you know three minutes or five minutes kind of completely changed my perspective on the rest of the day. I was able to kind of move away from those thoughts that I constantly had in my head and for those few seconds I would have that solace that peace with nothing in my mind and that 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 you know that point where I had no thoughts was just so addictive you know I wanted more of that and I decided I'm going to start my own practice but I was afraid you know I I was afraid that people would make fun of me so I didn't actually say it I didn't say, say it out loud I wasn't telling people that I'm going to do a meditation practice so what I would do is I'd get up in the morning I'd go to work half an hour early sit in my car in the cross-legged position in the driver's seat and do a half an hour meditation practice with music in the background and so that's what I did for the first six to seven months getting used to the idea of that I am a meditator and that's how I started my practice that is awesome now you you talk about fear about people judging you as a meditator I think that's really valid but I also think that it's not the opposite but sort of a variation on that is true and I think people have a lot of fear about meditating as in doing it right did you have that fear at all that you might be doing it wrong and if so how did you get over it I am exactly like most people. I'm a type of personality and I'm a perfectionist. So I want to do everything right. And if I don't do it right, I don't want to do it at all. So I totally understand where people are coming from. The issue for me, or like I guess the, the thing that worked out well for me, was that at that point in time, there wasn't so much information online about meditation. So I was just, I just did it. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to sit down and if I feel better after the practice. And if I have even a moment where my thoughts are not, you know, engulfing my mind, then I've done it properly. And so I didn't really think about it too much. I just did it because it was a practice for me. It was the same thing as doing yoga. I went into it. I was extremely inflexible. I could barely touch my toes, but I constantly did it every single week and I could see the improvement over time. So I kind of went into it with that, that kind of mentality where I'm just going to sit down and do the practice every single day. If I'm improving or not improving, I'm going to notice a difference in my body and my mind. And if I don't notice a difference, then, you know, then we'll look at it after that, at that point. So I didn't really think about it too much. Maybe, obviously, that's not the way most people do it. So that's the reason I'm here. So I can kind of help you through the process. So when you do feel some random emotion come up, or if you start crying during the meditation, which is very common, then I can be here for you and explain to you, why is it happening? What's going on with you? How can you get over it and I want to be here for you to help you through the practice but I, I understand what you're saying it can be really scary because you are sitting basically watching yourself and I have to say most people I mean 99% of the population has never first of all sat in silence and has never sat by themselves in silence more so you know so they've never actually noticed themselves in silence we always have some music going in the background we might have the TV running in the background we have you know our phone we're always distracted so it's important that people you know, people take the time to sit down just in silence. It doesn't have to be anything specific. You don't have to worry about if you have to have a mantra or if you have to do it this way or if you have to sit that way or if you need a cushion. You know, just don't worry about all that stuff. Just sit in silence. That's great. There's a couple of things there I would love to break down on a little more.
more. First, let's talk about the benefits because people love that. Can you talk a little bit about how you experienced positive changes for yourself when you first started this practice? Yeah, definitely. One of the main things I actually tell people, which people love as a benefit, is that meditation helps you become an expert manifester. And for those people who don't, probably everyone knows what that means, but for those people who don't, basically what happens is that as thoughts happen, as you think about something, you know, you're thinking that I would love to have this in my life or you I would love not to have this in my life or I have this appointment today I wish I didn't have to go a lot of times we will have this thought but nothing really happens after that you know we don't actually make it happen in reality unless we call the person and tell them I don't want to meet you, meet up with you anymore or something like that what happens as a manifester is that you will have a thought maybe you think barbecue tonight and you'll be walking down the street and all of a sudden you know there's a person offering free barbecue next to you and they're saying, please, please take this free barbecue from me. So that happens all the time to me. And this is something that not only have I noticed, but a lot of meditators, constant, consistent meditators will notice that they become expert manifestors. They just have a thought and they're able to manifest that thought in their life just through the process of having that thought. And I'm not saying that, you know, you don't do any work anymore. You just sit in a corner in your room and you're just able to get everything that you want in your life. Obviously, you're just, you're still working. You're still doing all the things that you need to do. But life becomes easier. You know, it's not as hard anymore. You're not pushing, but you're pulling things towards you. You know, you're, you're not grasping, you're not holding on, but things just happen because you're just going with the flow of the universe and you just relax into it. So that's one of the main benefits I've found. And that's completely changed my life in so many different ways. That's one of the things that I, I find so useful about a meditation practice. The second thing, obviously, would be the mind-body connection. I've lost a lot of weight since I started meditating. Not just I'm not really that big in any case, but because of the meditation practice, because of the fact that every bite of food that I take is more conscious, and because I have a real interesting sense of my body, I know where it is, I know how full it is, I know what it needs, I know when it's craving something. Because of that consciousness, I'm able to have a a day-to-day kind of sense of how much food I need and how much food I don't need. And I'm able to, you know, eat properly better than I used to before. So I've lost a lot of weight because of that as well. And I never expected that meditation would actually bring that benefit into my life. Physical health has always been important to me, but, but I do yoga for that. I don't think meditation would change that, but it has just because of the conscious awareness that I've been able to build. And I mean, other benefits, obviously meditation has so many benefits. There are hundreds of them, but you know, brain chemistry changes, brain structure changes. There's more gray matter that's created in your brain. The gray matter is the, is the stuff that is, when it's in less, in, in less quantities, it causes Alzheimer's. So it obviously prevents Alzheimer's from developing. It changes your body chemistry as well. Uh, it reduces cholesterol, reduces stress, it reduces blood pressure. Uh, it causes a balance in your hormones. So there's a, I mean, there's a myriad number of benefits that happens chemically, physically, spiritually, mentally, ev- in every aspect of your life. Not only that, but you'll notice that your relationships with people will improve as well. Because you're going to become calmer and you're not just going to blurt out things or, you know, you're not just going to start fighting with people randomly just because you're more aware of what's going on inside of you. Those are some amazing benefits. Thank you for listing those out. Now, to narrow down on some of the other things that you said, you mentioned a little bit that 
oftentimes when people start meditating that they might end up crying or having emotions that maybe they didn't expect. Can you talk a little bit about that for us? Yes, of course. I would kind of like to use my own example, my own experience as an example, just because it would just be a little bit easier to explain what happened to me. And so when I first started meditating, the interesting thing is that when you first start meditating, just like when you first do yoga, you're detoxing, right? Your body has never moved in that way before and your lymphatic nodes are being pushed and pulled in different ways. Your muscles are being pulled. Your intestinal systems are being pulled and pushed. So you're basically detoxing. Well, meditation is like a mental detox. So all of those barriers, all those fat masks, all of those you know facades that you have created for yourself, because we do have a, a billion layers you know that we've created over our true self over time. As soon as you start meditating, it's like you're peeling off layer after layer after layer to reveal your true self inside. And a lot of times what's going to happen, what happened to me was that you feel a lot of sadness and grief for all of those moments that you spent in that fake, um, you know, life in that manner where you weren't really living true to yourself. It just, it just, you feel so much grief for your own self. And also you feel grief for all those moments lost. You feel grief for all of those horrible things you might have said or grief for all of the different things that happened in the past that you have to let go of. And you basically, are in the process of forgiving yourself, forgiving everyone around you and becoming more loving in general. I always say meditation is all about love. You know, you become more loving towards yourself and in turn, you become more loving towards everyone around you. And in that manner, what happened to me, like I said, I noticed that I had been living a false life. I am the kind of person who loves spirituality. I love talking about the law of attraction and, and all of these things that I'm, I'm, I'm meditation, yoga, you know, all of that, all the hippies things. But my parents are extremely conservative and they're extremely the physical space is important to them. They don't really consider the ethereal world that I love to live in. And so they would always tell me to stop living in the dream world and come back to the real world. And I kind of took that as a sign that, you know, the dream world is bad, the real world is good. And I had to contain myself and stop thinking about the fake world so much. And I basically, you know, hid parts of myself for the longest time. But when I started meditating, I started realizing, you know, I started seeing all these parts of myself, all of these inner things. And at first I felt a lot of grief because I had hidden those beautiful parts of myself for so long from the world. And basically, you know how it is, you're depriving the world of your own beauty because everyone is a beautiful person in their own true way, in their own unique way. But what we do is that we kind of copy everyone else and we don't really live our true self. And I felt grief. I felt a lot of sadness for it. And so a lot of those meditative practice in the beginning was all about letting go of that grief, letting go of that and forgiving myself. So a lot of tears came, a lot of grief, a lot of sadness. My heart was really, my heart chakra was really closed off. So it, it was opening up as well. Um, you know, we close off our heart chakra because of all the breakups and all the, all the sadness that we felt in the past. Meditation really opens up all the different chakras in your body that releases emotions as well. So there's a lot of different things. I mean, every individual is unique in their own way, but there'll be certain reasons why you'll start feeling a lot of emotions all of a sudden. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And I think that even though I'm sure that it's it's quite an emotional journey, that the end result is very positive to be able to let go of that grief. Absolutely. I mean, it's as if you're a new person all of a sudden. You don't have all these layers holding you back. You know, you're not weighed down by them anymore. You feel freer, lighter, you know, lighter in spirit. You just feel 
awesome all over. I, I love that feeling. Now, you told us a little bit about what your practice looked like when you first started, which I, I love this idea of you going to work early just so you can get this time in. And what does your practice look like now? So I've, like I said, I've been practicing for about four or five years now. And I've changed my practice over time to where I am right now. And so I wouldn't say that this is the kind of practice that anyone who's just beginning should do, obviously. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm an expert in any case, but it's just a little bit more of a difficult practice in, in that you have to have more consistency with it and all of that. So I recommend to beginners that they do a different practice, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But as my practice, I wake up every single morning and it does not matter what's going on in this world. There could be an earthquake outside. I have to wake up every morning and do my practice. That's just an uncompromisable fact in my life that every morning is meant for meditation. Um, and everyone in my life knows that and they've left me alone for the first half an hour to an hour of my of my day because they have to. So I wake up in the morning and I don't actually I don't actually get up out of my bed unless I really actually have to because I want to keep that dream state, you know, the alpha state that we're in going as long as possible so I can just drop into my meditation without actually leaving the dream state. And so our alpha state of meditation is very similar to the dream state that we are in. And I always tell people that if you can kind of hold on to that dreamy kind of half awake, half sleepy feeling, and then go right into your meditation with it, you'll drop into it so much faster than if you woke up, started walking around, brushed your teeth, and then came back to the meditation practice. Because that, that kind of really jars you. You know, you're changing your, your body, your body's moving, your blood pressure rises, everything is changing. I rather you just sit in bed or sit up in bed or sit down on the ground wherever you are but don't move too much don't lose that feeling so I get up in, and I sit up in bed and I have a half an hour practice that I do in silence now I never used to do a silent practice before I've learned how to sit in silence for half an hour it used to be extremely difficult for me to sit in silence I used to hate it I used to feel like it was torture, um, but I learned that the, I found that the best practice for me has been sitting in silence because it's where I'm able to totally commune with, you know, my true self, the, the source, if you want to call it, universe or collective consciousness, whatever your term for it is, or God, even if you want to use that term. It's the best way to commune with that source is to be in silence. There's so much time that we spend, all of our days are spent in noise. And so I'd like to have, I like to start off my day with that little bit of silence and so I sit in silence I'll have my head headphones on so that I'm cutting off noise because there's a lot of construction near my house and I sit in silence for half an hour and it depends on the day sometimes it'll be so easy and that half an hour passes by like nothing and other mornings I'll wake up and every minute passes by like it's a thousand hours and I just I just want to die so I'm not saying I'm saying that you know every single person no matter how long they've meditated it doesn't matter every day is going to be a new practice Every day is going to be a new day for you to practice anew. Every day, you're going to have new challenges. So just because you've been practicing for 30 years or 40 years doesn't mean a thing. Every day is going to change. Every day is going to be a new experience for you. And that's what my practice looks like. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's really great to hear what I, I'll say it, what I'm <laughs> inspiring to do. I think it's great. So thank you for that. But you, you definitely called it, you called it right. What would a newbie do? Can you lay it out for us? <laughs> of course. And I really want all the newbies to realize that like everything else, if you are an entrepreneur, you realize it's a marathon. 
and meditation is a marathon it is not a sprint you're not going to see changes right away so please please stick with it for at least a month before you start discounting that oh no meditation doesn't work for me so please take the time and be consistent secondly you need to meditate every single day just because it's a weekend doesn't mean that you stop because your body doesn't really realize that it's a weekend you know your body and your mind it's, it's just another day for them so you have to keep on doing the practice otherwise you're going to lose the momentum that you build same thing as an entrepreneur you know got to keep on going every single day don't lose momentum same thing in this practice so as it is a practice I always tell beginners to start off with as little time as possible I don't tell them to go for an hour practice right away for sure start off with two minutes if that's what you're working for five minutes if that's what you can afford I know everyone is extremely busy especially when you first start time is going to be of the essence to you, you know you're you're going to feel the pinch you're going to be like I don't have enough time I don't want to do the practice I don't want you to feel that way I want you to realize that this is actually for your own good just the same thing as going to the gym it's good for you and you need to make the time for it so if you are you know in a pinch if you have very little time do a five minute practice a two minute practice maybe even uh, you could do a practice which is not sitting down you could do a moving practice maybe a walking meditation or if some people I know who are dancers they do a dancing meditation so they, they do a dance movement while they're meditating that's working for them other people they're more auditory so they do a practice with om chanting in it so they say the word om or they say a different mantra while they're doing the practice so it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to sit down and do a traditional practice that is just what is you know what's written down in in the books from 5,000 years ago you can make your practice your own and you should the next thing I would say is that choose a space that is really quiet and calming uh, a lot of us choose the bedroom to do it because it's one of those spaces where we go to relax and, and sleep if you're going to fall asleep then don't choose that space obviously but if it's just calming to you then sit down and do it in your bedroom some people, because they have kids, they've told me that they do their meditation practice in the washroom um, right before they take a shower because that's the only space that their kids will leave them alone. That is absolutely fine. You can even do a brief meditation while you're you know, taking a shower. You could just do a meditation and be very conscious of every movement you're making. You know, Every time you're moving your arms, your hands, you're very conscious of everything that you're doing. So meditation or mindfulness is all about making sure that everything that you do is conscious. Because because most of us spend our lives being zombies, just doing repeating habits over and over again. Meditation will help you become more conscious of it. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you sit down and do the practice. You can make your practice your own in any way you want. And that's what I would tell a beginner. Mostly what I tell beginners is I want you to choose a music piece or a, a video that makes that's very trancey and helps you get into that state of, of trance and use that or use some kind of guide, guided meditation sessions. Use an app like Calm or Headspace. Use some kind of music or some kind of drumming or something to help you get into that space faster. Don't start off with silence right away because it's harder to start off with silence. It is very, most of us are not used to it. And if you start off like in, with the hardest you know, step, it's more likely that you're going to give up faster and I don't want you to give up right away. So use music, you know, try to make it easier at the beginning. Even if you only have a few moments of silence in your mind, that's fine. That's all right. Just take that those few moments and use it. I can do that. Yeah. If I can do that, everybody can do that. <laughs> I think that's great. And I also think it's funny that uh, parents everywhere are hiding in bathrooms <laughs> across the world. 
<laughs> Certainly. I've been there and done that. So glad it's it's a widely accepted practice. Mm -hmm. Now, how would someone know if meditating would be a good thing for them to try? Uh, that's a really interesting question. In my head, meditation is obviously for everyone. I mean, everyone needs to do it. But if you're specifically asking what are the signs, I think we spoke about this a little bit earlier, that you were distracted and you, you didn't press the button in the elevator and you, you wrote a few floors higher than you were supposed to. <laughs> Yes, yes, everyone, I will tell you the story. So I um, I got on the elevator and I rode it around the building <laughs> because I didn't hit a button and it opened on the top floor and these, I don't even know what floor this is. And they were so confused to see me and I was so confused to see them mm -hmm. and I realized I didn't hit the button. So yes, I do think that that would be probably a good sign that meditation is in order. It's just a distracted zombie-like living that we're, like I've used that word before because it's so literal you know you are basically moving through life as if you aren't a conscious thinking being you know we start behaving as if uh, we're just told what to do and we're just following orders and when you start doing it that way in a way where I mean we are we're the most special beings on this planet we're the only ones with consciousness you know we're the only ones who think about the future who plan who analyze who are able to build things there's very few other beings on this planet who do that very few species who do that and I mean we're the only ones right now that we know of that exist in this universe who do that so we're very special in that way right and what we're doing is that we're not realizing that we're special we're letting go of this consciousness that we have and just becoming this automatons you know these people who are just going through life because they're going through the days because they have to they're not they're not thinking about it anymore and i'm not use i'm not saying that as a negative thing sometimes you have to because there's so much information coming at you uh when you're at, at your work maybe you have to because you know you have just so much to do but when you come back home and you have a few moments on your own instead of just switching on Netflix and you know just becoming that zombie maybe meditation could kind of help you realize okay I love to paint maybe I should do a, a bit of painting instead of just switching on some TV and watching it zombie like you know just becoming more aware of every single moment and what you're doing and the thing is that a, a five minute meditation or ten minute meditation in the morning will absolutely change every single moment of your day and it's so surprising to me because I think to myself I'm only meditating really for 10 minutes or half an hour whatever it might be how can it change the rest of my life but it truly does it truly makes you more conscious in every moment and that's what the power of that small short meditation practice is and clearly I'm a good candidate so I will definitely get started well you are a busy person and it absolutely makes sense I mean you're juggling a billion different things like a lot of different people on this planet I absolutely understand but you don't want to wake up you know 10 years later and realize oh I didn't actually I wasn't actually conscious through the last 10 years you know what I'm saying it would be such a such shame it would be a shame and it's awkward being known as the woman who accidentally rides <laughs> the elevator around the building so yeah two good motivators there <laughs> now boom I know you also do a lot of work around meditation and money can you elaborate on that for us so money the reason I do a lot of work around money and meditation is because money is one way that people understand meditation you know everyone loves money everyone wants more of it and I feel like if I want to bring meditation to more and more people it's like a kind of like a side door to kind of get into their mind so if they think that they're doing a money meditation 
and I'm not really being sneaky, although I think I am, but I'm trying to get them to start meditating on money. And once they realize that it's changing their money mindset and their life regarding money, they're going to start using meditation for other benefits as well. And that is what my hope is. Obviously, what meditation does, like I said, it makes you become more conscious, but also what it does again is that it helps you control your negative thought. And I'm sure you've heard this quote before or stat before that we have 80,000 negative thoughts a day. 80,000. I mean, I just want to die when I hear that, that stat. But what meditation does is that whenever you have a negative thought, it helps you become more conscious of it. So what you can do instantaneously is that you have that negative thought. You're like, I'm having a negative thought. I'm going to stop and I'm going to switch it to a positive thought. And so you're able to reduce the number of negative thoughts. Eventually, you're going to have maybe one or two negative thoughts a day and you're going to be conscious of them. That is going to change your mindset because a lot of our mindset is based on negativity. Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I don't deserve that. Oh, I don't deserve luxuries. Oh, I'm, I'm not worthy of nice things. Or, oh, no, I need to hoard money because what if I, you know, scarcity mindset, basically. So all of those negative thoughts causing your mindset to be negative and for money to be repelled by you. That's what the law of attraction is all about. And money meditations or meditations in general help you control those negative thoughts, turn them into positive so that you realize that you are worthy of money. You are worthy of luxurious things. You are worthy in every single way. You're deserving of nice things. You are a creature that deserves to be loved and all of that good stuff. And again, with that, you're able to bring more money into your life. And hopefully, once you bring more money into your life, you'll be able to use that meditation to bring a great relationship into your life, you know, an awesome career or a business that you're looking for, the ideal life that you want, all of the things that we all aspire to get in our lives. I think you're very smart to have money meditations as a way to get people into it because <laughs> I latched onto it immediately on your website. Uh -huh. So, oh, money and meditation. Oh, I got to try that. So I think uh, very, very smart. You're an intelligent lady. <laughs> Thank you. Although I, I feel a little bit bad about it, but I, I really do think that I actually started my meditations because I wanted more money as well. And I know that money is something that obviously is a form of energy that everyone wants more of. So why not use that? You know, why not use that to get more? If you're going to be doing something good anyway, right? I think that's probably a very, very good little cheat that you have. I like it. Now, what would you say is the biggest assumption that people make about you? About me specifically? That's an interesting question. Well, the, because I do talk a lot about meditation, and I my, my brand is the millionaire hippie people assume that just because I am a meditator that I don't care about material things and that's the reason I, I think I branded myself the millionaire hippie because I want people to realize that spirituality and abundance are not mutually exclusive just because I care about spirituality that I am the kind of person who believes in law of attraction doesn't mean that I am going to become an ascetic and give up all of my material things and go live on a mountain somewhere that is not who I am I I am not that kind of person. I love pretty things. I'm a girly girl. I love frilly things. I love pretty things. I love shiny things. But I'm obviously all in balance. But I am, like most people on this planet, I want to be spiritual, but I also want to be rich. And those are two things that I don't think are mutually exclusive. I think they can go together. And I want to bring more and more of that to the world. But people do look at me and they make the assumption that I am just all about spirituality and I don't care about money, which is not true. I love that you say, I want to be rich. I think that that is amazing. I think that people need to say it and own it. What 
would you say is the most important takeaway you would want people to get from this podcast episode? The most important thing I would say is start your practice at, with as little time as possible tonight. I mean, right now or today, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, start your practice today. Do not, you know, become, think about, oh, I need to do this before I start a practice or think about perfectionism or think about, oh, I'm not ready yet. Just start your practice. Just do a five minute, two minute meditation. Sit down somewhere maybe in your office, maybe in your car while you're waiting for a red light and close your eyes in silence and take that time. Just forget about all the things that everyone else is telling you and start the practice today because seven days from now, a month from now, if you keep on doing the practice, you're going to be so much further ahead that you will be astounded at the amount of practice and the amount of you know progress that you're making in your life. And that's not going to happen unless you actually start the practice today. So just start. As imperfect as you are, start the practice today. That is amazing. My new mantra is done is better than perfect. Absolutely. I love that. I am totally going to take that. When you said I had to do it tonight, I said, what? tonight but you're right i have to start so i'm i when we as soon as we're done recording i'm gonna go ahead and start and i'm gonna start for two minutes and i i thank you for uh giving us homework it's a good idea boom we need it that's awesome glad you think that way i do i really do it, it's really good if people boss me around a little bit <laughs> it really helps me a lot doing things i know i should be doing anyway i could easily go into the kitchen and start eating nutella uh, but i think uh definitely meditating is far better use of my time but you can eat nutella after the meditation just do a two-minute meditation and then go eat nutella see you you told me to do it so i'm definitely <laughs> going to good good job bossing me around there i like it now boom do you have a book you would love to recommend to the notable woman audience anything you're uh, reading or you love yes there is one book that i'm actually reading right now it's called the war of art by stephen pressfield have you heard of that book I have it on my Kindle, but I haven't read it yet. It's the reason I quit my job. It's the reason, it's the book that I read every single week as an entrepreneur. Because, you know, we go through resistance. I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, I shouldn't be doing this. What am I doing? Who, who am I kidding that I'm teaching meditation to people? Who am I to teach meditation? You know, all of these thoughts that come every single day to me. And I, am, I read that book and then I feel, okay, okay, I know where I am, what my path is, and I keep on going. So The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Absolutely recommend that. Awesome. Thank you so much. I will definitely put that in the show notes. Now, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how is the best way to connect? Uh, the best way would be to check out my website, themillionairehippie.com. All of my stuff is on there, all my social media and all that. So whatever you're interested in, whatever works for you, that would be the best way. And also, you, you, know, you can get the money meditation guide or you can get the entrepreneurial meditation guide. So that's the best way to see what I'm all about. Awesome. I will definitely put links for that in the show notes. And is there anything else you want to share with us? Something that you were asking about was micro meditations. And I just wanted to say a little spiel on it. And basically what I've been speaking about is micro meditations. You know, do shorter meditations. Don't worry about doing a longer one-hour meditation. Sit down. That's not important. The important thing is sitting down. The important isn't how long you sit for. And I know micro meditations is something that a lot of people are speaking about. So I just wanted to say do the meditation. However long it is. It could be a minute. It could be 30 seconds. Seriously. It's, if you can just sit silently and still for 30 seconds, that is bigger than you doing anything else you know if you can sit for 30 seconds in silence that's more than most what most people do on this planet i mean no one ever sits in silence ever anymore we always have 
have something going on. So do a 30 second meditation, do a minute, do two minutes, whatever is plausible for you. Take that microsecond, that mini second of meditation and use it to build towards a bigger practice. Maybe in the future, you can build towards a half an hour practice. Right now, do what you can. I wanted to kind of say that that's the term that's used and I just wanted to say a brief spiel on it. So I hope that helps. Oh, that's perfect. My husband is going to be so happy that you brought micro meditations in. And I think it's really useful for for someone like me who listens to where you are in your practice now and it seems unattainable. But when you say micro meditation, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, that's doable. And even if I'm only successful for five seconds, that's great. That's better than I've been successful for so far. So I'm glad that, that you as the meditation, uh, I'll say guru, is telling me that it's okay to do that. And so I feel much better about uh, the entry point. Like it is something I can do. Definitely, definitely. And it still is going to make a difference. People think that it's not changing anything, but it truly is on the inside. And you will see an effect on the outside eventually. Just trust in the process and just do the practice. Don't worry about the end result so much. Don't worry about what it's actually doing. It is making a difference. Don't worry about it because it's happening. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you this evening. It's been amazing. You have the best questions and you have such a amazing energy to you. I just feel so good talking to you. I could I could talk to you forever, I feel. But obviously, we have to stop. But it was really, really nice that you invited me on your show. And I'm so grateful that I get to kind of speak to your listeners about meditation, my favorite topic. So thank you again. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Boom about meditation. I want to mention that she was being really nice when she only brought up the elevator story. Because about 45 minutes before Boom and I were supposed to speak, I reached out to her to check the time. And she said, oh, well, uh, do you need more time? And I had to say, no, I just accidentally missed my stop on the train and took it all the way to the end of the line and I'm going to have to walk a lot further to get home. And she was so very nice to not tell you that story. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now because I know that I need this meditation practice and I think that you might too. So I hope you enjoyed Boom's tips. Have a lot of fun working them into a practice and let's just baby step it. Let's just start with two minutes to five minutes a day and see what we can get going. 